welcome back to Bar Down Breakdown. I'm your host, Mikey CLT, live from the Hive, and we got our very special guest, Tommy V from the land of Disney. Tom, so good to have you back. Yeah, it's good to be back, man. It's, uh, you know, love doing those episodes with you, and, you know, I got the got the call up from the miners, so let's go. <laughs> you and Andrew Ladd today get yeah, the call up. I know, right? And, uh... I guess uh, I guess Devin could be our our, our key for bellows for, for for the time being. I don't know what's going on with that. We can talk a little bit about that. It's kind of crazy to me, but we got plenty to talk about about our Islanders and the skid they're on right now and our Tampa trip. But we got plenty plenty to fill y'all in on. Yeah, dude. So let's start with that Tampa trip because it's been a hot minute since I've seen you, and yeah. that was a fucking blast, man. It really, really was. I mean, the 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 Islanders faithful were were out, out like unbelievable. I mean, how many people there? There must have been between Blue and Orange Army, between the meetup groups, between you know Charlotte, Philly, Tampa. I mean, there must have been like probably two, two like two hundred, two hundred fifty people, easily. And that and yeah. that's just the people that went to the bar beforehand. Exactly. Like, when you looked around that arena, man, there was so much Blue and Orange. Yeah, and it's, it's, you know, it's a shame we, we didn't, you know, the team didn't show up, but, you know, we, we sure did. But, I mean, it was a blast. I mean, you know, say what you want, you know, about the Lightning. I mean, they have a great team. But, I mean, that, you know, that arena there is really, really nice. Uh, $10 for a hot dog is kind of insane. That's everywhere, man. <laughs> I mean, like, I, I, like tonight think- they were advertising for uh, Tonelli's retirement that there's yeah. going to be $2 hot dogs and $7 beers. And like, to to put like seven dollars for a beer is like a per special promotional price. It's crazy to people. Like yeah. that's crazy. But in the arena, it's normally fifteen bucks for a beer, if not more. Yeah, and it's almost like I don't I don't know how like a normal human being can afford that. I mean, even if they're fifteen dollar tall boys, I mean, you know, you're talking like if you want three beers during the game, you're dropping almost fifty bucks. It's insane. Yeah. They get you. I don't, I, yeah, they sure do. But I mean, that aside, Tampa's a beautiful place, man. I Such wish we cool had st- more time to spend in that outdoor area. So, like, yeah, right. When we made the way over from Harpoon Harry's or Harpoon Barry's, as we like to call it, <laughs> right? Um, we we made our way over to Amelie, and there was like this whole party deck. They had like a stage and DJ set up. They had like yeah. outdoor bars. It was just like game day experience times a million yeah and i guess we we get kind of um you know like being you know being that like a you know obviously like giant stadium or whatever metlife stadium is in like jersey right outside the city and then you got you know barclays in brooklyn like you know being from new york and new jersey a lot of those like other than the coliseum of course but a lot of those tailgating experiences like you don't get all that because they just don't have the room or the space so you know getting to you know, see how much they invest in outside of the arena, not including inside of the arena, all the stuff they do. It was super cool to see. Yeah, because everyone, like, bashes those cities that don't have, like, parking lots for tailgating. But that was basically, like, a a team-sanctioned tailgate. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, like I said, you know, getting into that arena, you know, it's always kind of cool. Like, every time I, you know, like, I go to a, you know, like a big arena, whether it's for like a sports event or uh, like a concert or whatever, like you kind of like look around and like, you know, all those years in the dirty, dingy Coliseum, 
like you know i mean yeah like you know my heart's got a place there but at the same time like you see these beautiful arenas and you're like oh my gosh like how did we deal with that for so long with like asbestos falling out of the roof and stuff it's like oh yeah or if it like rained heavy just having a like a river flowing on your head and it's and it's unbelievable but you know you go into amelie and it's just like look at this place like it's like a it's like a sanctuary for the bolts and i mean you know now that they're you know over the past i guess 10 even probably say 15 years you know if you look back to like the cavalier and, and and those great teams like um you know there's a faithful there i mean like Oh, they're passionate, man. Yeah. They were giving us they were giving us the shit, man. Like, especially when we did that yes, yes, yes prematurely for the Barzell goal that was turned overturned. Like they were really in our faces when they overturned that goal, man. They were they were heated. But you know, like I kinda like that because like, you know, going back to that um that one Canes game that we had gone to a couple years back, I felt like, you know, nice arena, beautiful arena, but I felt like there were barely any Canes fans there. I mean, obviously now that, again, you know, we've kind of got a little bit of a rivalry going with them. It's changed now, but then it was just like, I almost felt like I was at, you know, like an Isles game when the Islanders were terrible, where it's just like a smattering of Islanders fans, but it was in Raleigh, so it was kind of cool. Well, as they say, man, winning fills seats, man. That's true, man. It really does. And so... that's something, something that unfortunately... um we're not really doing right now. We're on this, this four game skid and we, we just can't seem to put the puck in the net. And, um, you know, obviously picking up, uh, with Andy green, trying to bolster the defense a little bit, but I mean, we, we I like need that. Some, I like, that I mean, move. I, I like that move, but I think you've also got to try to bolster your offense a little bit because you're not going to win games if you're not scoring, you know? So, um, I know I, I, I said this in my, my group chat with all the meetup, uh, leaders, that Anders Lee contract down the down the stretch mm. might be pretty brutal, man. Yeah, because it's already year one of that contract, and he's it looks like he's like struggling to keep up with how fast the league is. Yeah, and we got yeah. him for like six more years. So it's gonna be it's gonna be rough, and then um, you know it, it it's gonna be interesting to see you know if if Lou really puts the pedal to the metal. And starts making some moves because obviously you know we've got little pieces here and there but you know i mean some of these guys have like flashes of brilliance i mean like you know like josh bailey for instance i mean you know he's got stretches of time where he's he's on the ice and he's playing his heart out and then he's got other stretches of time where he looks lost you know well, and, well and, you got to see who he's playing with man like yeah i mean what's he, it he's, he's on that line with, yeah that's true right and and when you're getting thrown out with first of all like a different line combination almost every night and they they just expect him to produce no matter where he is and that's just not the case man like he 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 needs to set people up and a lot of times he he is setting these these younger guys like Dal Cole up and they're just not ready for the the kind of playmaker he is because he is like some of the passes that he gets through, you're like, how the hell did that just go through? Yeah, threading the needle. Threading the know. needle, and and they're not prepared for it. Yeah, and you know it, it does look bad. Like Bailey hasn't produced that much this year, but I'm a Bailey supporter, man. I really am. I I think that we gave him enough shit over the years that we he, did. He, That's true. Yeah, he definitely has won me over, and I I think they need to. Maybe maybe move Anders down off that top line because yeah. Anders 
can't even keep up with Eberle and Barzell. That's yeah, that's true. I mean, and Bailey, Bailey was the draft year that. Uh, who did everyone want that year? Um, I forget. Uh, Nikita something. Uh, Nikita, uh, I'm trying to say Nikita Koloff, but that's a wrestler. Uh, no, um, he he got drafted by Columbus. Yeah, and I then, forget what it but was. He didn't but pan, he didn't pan out. And look no, at Josh Bailey. Josh Bailey's going to be a thousand play, you know, a thousand game played NHL career, like yeah. easily, easily. Absolutely. And and he might play literally every single game in an Islander sweater. Yeah, and and isn't that? I mean, and that's kind of just going back to the point where it's like you know a lot of a lot of players you know have have an issue coming to the team because especially maybe not so much now that you know we finally have a, an arena that's going to be you know kind of a, a home for people but a lot of people don't want to come play here so you know having you know these guys that are you know are bleeding blue and orange is kind of a a, a cool thing and uh but you know you hope the the ship gets righted i know they made a bunch of changes um for uh, the game against the Wings, they're doing some some line changes, and um, you know obviously they're really hurting with with you know Cal and, and I think Zeke are still being out. Um, but you know it's all about resilience. Yeah, and you know there there I don't even know if you saw this while you were at work today, but there was uh, kind of like a fluff by Darren Dreger, who's kind of always accurate to be honest. Like when he drops a trade rumor, it's pretty much 95% true. And he said that uh, the Islanders traded the rights of their, their goalie prospect, uh, Sorokin. Oh, wow. Get out of here. To Chicago. And, like, for 20 minutes or so, Islanders' Twitter was out of control. And then it turned out that, like, he was like, he actually had to come out and say, sorry, my sources were wrong. And, like, oh, wow. that's not happening. That's great. Now, and I mean, and I could see how, how Islanders Twitter would go nuts because like, oh, they the thought they thing. were getting Patrick Kane. I'm like, first yeah. of all, like you're, you're just trading the rights to a player. Like, exactly. The, he yeah. does, he, we don't even know if he's going to sign with Chicago or yeah. let alone come over here. So there's no <laughs> way that Chicago would just give up one of their superstars for just the rights. Exactly. And not only that, but I mean, like his whole story was like, you know, everybody knows like, Oh, he doesn't want to play for the Islanders. Like he said, he doesn't want to play for the Islanders. And like, you know, just, you know, making that true for everyone. I'm sure Islanders fans were, were losing their minds, but, um, you know, good thing that wasn't true. I, but no, I, I didn't hear that. I, um, I, you know, it, but that's kind of one of those things where like, wouldn't that just be like the icing on the top of the cake for like this, like nastiness where like we trade away the rights and we're expecting, you know, a, a top tier player and we just get squat in return. It's just like, Oh, and, uh, and <laughs> Islanders Twitter would lose their mind because that's really the reason we let Robin Leonard walk is because of Sorokin in the Sorokin, pipe works. Yeah. And that, that, that's why we got Varley. We're like, all right, Varley's going to be that missing piece to bring over Sorokin. Yep. And then if Sorokin gets traded it's like, wait, we just let go like a fan favorite goalie for what? Yeah, right. Like it's, a, it's, the dude legit got Long Island tattooed on his neck. Yeah, I mean, and and his story, and, and not only that, but just his story, like that redemption story of him coming back from all the all the troubles he had and stuff. It just you know, like you couldn't get a better heartwarming story than that. And and you know, like and I would Islander love fans embrace kind of people like that. Yeah, they really do. And and because like you know, kind of that Long Island mentality. Like you know, a lot of people who aren't from Long Island, you know, just use like you know the stupid Long Island medium nonsense and think we're, you know, Long Islanders are a bunch of 
crazy blonde idiots, but like, you know, in reality, we're a bunch of hardworking people, you know, and that kind of mentality floats through. So, you know, it'd be nice to, to see Robin Leonard come back. That'd be actually really cool, but, you know, I can dream. Yeah. I, I'm dreaming about that pretzel I had at, at, at Caddy's down here. No, you were man. all about that oh pretzel, man. Oh, my God, dude. And, and were... no joke, I'm a, I'm a big soft pretzel guy. I get yeah. soft pretzels pretty much anywhere it's on the menu. <laughs> and that is top five best pretzel I've ever had while sitting with my toes in the sand yeah. watching waves crash in the Gulf of Mexico. Like, who would have ever thought that? Yeah, in, in January, nonetheless. Yeah. In January. It's in just January. Like, yeah. And uh, I was slurping down painkillers and accidentally got high on cough syrup. So that was <laughs> Yes, yes folks, I'm I'm 33 years old. Yep. Doesn't know how to take cough medicine. Um one quick thing before we uh jump into uh talking about the interview we got going on next. Uh I just want to get your opinion. Obviously as part of some of the changes they made, uh you know, uh, the Islanders sent uh Bellows back down and I, what what are your thoughts on that? Because you know, I thought he was he was playing well. I mean, he had a little bit to work on, but at the same time, I really think he could benefit from you know time up in in the majors. But here he is now back in the AHL. So you know, what do you think about that, dude? This is the typical New York Islanders script, if I've ever seen it, where <laughs> we're not going to do shit during the trade deadline, and Lou Lamorello is going to say, yeah, but we acquired Andrew Ladd, NHL veteran. Like that's his, that's going to be his response. Or, you know, we, we acquired Andrew Ladd and Cal Clutterbuck. So we got two guys really. Yeah. That's what they're going to say. Uh, I don't know. Yes. Yes. You'll see. Yeah. I I mean, you're probably, you're probably right. And it's just, it's just a shame because, you know, it's like the, these younger kids, I mean, they're, they may, they might not have the hockey acumen as some of the, the, you know, the old timers do, but I mean, they're faster, they're, more aggressive, and it's just like I feel like we're doing a disservice by sending these kids back down because they're just not getting the time on the ice. And how are you going to get better, you know? Yeah, you know, Kiefer had the, the that game where he scored two goals, and yep. Islanders fan base lost their minds. Like, yes, we finally have a prospect that panned out. But mm-hmm. I've watched him in, in Bridgeport a few games, and – he just hasn't displayed enough for me. Okay. He really hasn't. So and so are you saying that you think that him getting sent back down to get a little bit more work is is, is not a bad thing? Yeah, especially okay. when these games are so important. Like, yeah, you're right. This is not the time to test out your prospects. Like, yeah. you know, Andrew Ladd, I hate to say it, he is a veteran. He knows how to play in these kinds of games. And, mm-hmm. you know, he, he's been doing all right down in Bridgeport. I know our fan base doesn't want to hear it, but I think that that was the right move. However, if that's the only move we make at the trade deadline, then Lou Lamorello doesn't think highly of this team. Is basically yeah. what what it comes down to. It's like he's not going to give away the farm for yeah. a team that's not going to make it out of the first round. And and sometimes like that's a hard pill to swallow for fans. But you got to kind of respect that. Sure. Because, Not gonna, yeah, I, I understand that. Absolutely. Because it does. It, it stings to hear that. Like, think about that year we went all in for Ryan Smith. And 
yeah. what did we do? We lost to Buffalo in the first round. And, exactly. You know, that wasn't the, the most solid Islanders team we had. We squeaked into the playoffs that year. Mm-hmm. Like, what, that was the way Dublowitz poke check. Like, yeah, it literally yep. came down to a shootout to get in. Yeah. And, like, yeah, it's great. You know, you never know once you get into the playoffs, but sometimes you just got to call spade a spade. And, and this team, I just don't know if they have enough firing power. Yeah. Um, like, we, we could play defense with the best of them, but at the end of the day, you can't win a game 0-0. <laughs> mm-hmm. You can't, yeah. And, and our I- shootout, our sh- like, no one on our team can score a goal in a shootout. So even if we went to a shootout every game, like we just can't bury the puck. And a guy that can bury the puck is going to cost a lot at the trade deadline. Like a yep. lot, a lot. That yeah. I don't think fans realize how much it's going to take. Yeah. And, and I mean, and you know how Islanders Twitter is and, and Islanders internet fans in general. It's just like they want moves to be made. But then when those moves are made, all of a sudden it's like, oh, you know, we gave up so much for this. And then it's just, you know, it's just a comedy of errors. And and when you when you look at it, and that's kind of like how, you know, the old adage of armchair quarterbacks, which just like, you know, if you could make all these moves and you could do it the right way, like you'd be sitting in a loose chair. But I, 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 you know, they keep going back to trust in the process. And I guess you really have to. But I hope they, you know, have something big in mind and we'll see how it goes yep it's exciting time definitely all across the league not an islanders podcast even though we were (laughs) very islanders heavy for this intro um sometimes you gotta be yeah for sure yeah but uh also very excited about the interview that we have coming up so tom who do we got yeah man so uh and this is super cool because i i've you know i've seen these guys a couple of times and they're they're one of one of the bands that I, I really really like. We got Nuno from uh, a Wilhelm scream that's going to be on with us uh, in just a f- few moments. We did a great great interview with him. Um, I, it, listen, if you're not familiar with a Wilhelm scream, I, go to Spotify, go to iTunes, wherever you got to go. Uh, if, if you put on a Wilhelm scream song and you don't get pumped up, uh, there's something wrong with you. I got to check your heartbeat because um, it, it's just not working. These guys are just frenetically fast and aggressive um and and they're awesome man and and getting to see them live is 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 another experience altogether they're just jumping around having such a great time and um you know getting to to chat with 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 nuno's was a really awesome thing um you know talking to him about um you know the you know all the men's leagues that he plays in you know him being a big uh a big bruins fan um and really just kind of getting to know him and um, talking a little bit about hockey and music. But um, like I said, these guys are, are awesome. If you like fast, you know, punk rock, but still melodic, uh, you're, you're going to love them. So um, I love them. I mean, they haven't put out a record in a while. I think it was um, their last one came out in 2013. And even from that, that was a big uh, six-year gap between um, the last record. Uh, but their newest record, 2013, is called Party Crasher. Uh, it's great. It was put out on No Idea Records, which is an awesome label. They have a bunch of great bands, and they do a lot of great things. I've seen them at Fest. They kill it every single time. So super cool to get to chat with them. I really hope you guys enjoy uh, you know, the interview that's coming up. Anything else you got to add there, Mr. Mikey? No, just awesome, awesome dude. And you could just tell, like, even in his daily life, Nuno just has a ton of energy and just 
had a really great conversation with, you know, virtually a stranger. And yeah. I hit it off. Like, it was actually my first solo interview. And uh, Nuno was just a great talk. And uh, hopefully we can speak with him again as the Bruins, obviously, like they always do, go on a deep run in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, enjoy, man. Like, like, like we said, you know, Nuno and Wilhelm Scream are just awesome. So enjoy our interview. interview. scream nuno what's going on brother how you doing mike just chilling out man so you got a men's league game tonight uh how yeah the boys buddy. looking <laughs> oh, the boys the boys are doing pretty good man this skate's pretty rad actually it's 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 just it's it's kind of like a glorified pickup but uh it's been going on for i think like 35 years or something like that every wednesday night um so it's got a it's got some history dude you know we got some we got some 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 snipes out there. We got some dudes who are pushing like you know sixty. It's it's kind of, it's a really good mix. So okay, some, so you get like a D three guy, and then you'll get like his dad with him. You know what I mean? Like it's 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 pretty wild. And and you play goal, right? Yeah, I'm in net. Yep. So playing with like all that different range of of uh, skill level, like yeah. have you gotten a little heated when someone just like rips a slapper five feet away and it catches you in like the neck? <laughs> No, no, that's only warm ups, bud. Yeah, that's just they only they do that in warm ups. So they come to the game, they 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 don't uh they don't really put the puck in the net, but no, I'm just kidding. Um they uh it's it's been interesting, you know what I mean? Like I just started I mean, I've loved hockey since I was a little boy, but I never played it until I was in my thirties. Um, you know, I uh I was athletic. I played a bunch of different sports growing up, but uh and uh, I'd played street hockey, obviously. That's a huge thing growing up around here. Um but I had never put on a pair of skates and, and put on pads and gone out and played until I was like, I think I was old my kid to my kid's seven. I started just about a year before he was born, maybe. So eight years minus like two years for knee surgery. So uh, it was a pretty steep learning curve, but I, I really enjoyed it. And uh, 
I played kind of, I, I put together a skate when I first got my stuff together. And, uh, you know, it was kind of just, you know, a couple benders, a couple dusters, a couple learn to players, and then a couple guys who I knew could skate and kind of keep the, the skate going, you know. Um, and then I just kind of slowly progressed. I got uh, I got invited to this Wednesday night skate, and I've been doing that now for for years. And 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 it's it's it was a very big jump from my uh, from my fun Thursday night skate, dick around kind of skate to uh, to this Wednesday night skate. But it was it was awesome, and I've learned so much in the short time I've been playing with those guys. Well, you definitely picked the most expensive position to get gear in. No doubt, but I'm also kind of a nerd when it comes to that kind of stuff. So I, I, I like it's the you know, any goalie that's not like a little bit fetishy about his gear is not probably a real goalie. I don't think so. I enjoy getting into all the ins and outs of it, but yeah, it can, can get pricey. I buy my stuff like, you know, Goalie Monkey has like their clearance section, so I'm usually hounding that whenever I need a new piece of gear. But yeah, and and usually it's like like uh, actually like NHL caliber stuff that oh no you doubt can get on yeah there, right? you can get yeah you can get pro sock stuff there i mean you can get everything from you know anything for your kid like intermediate stuff all the way up to you know pro spec you know pads and chesties and helmets and sticks and the whole kit so uh they got a pretty good selection like i said man like i love this game but i'm not you know i'm not making i'm not making you know any uh any big moves anytime soon so if i buy a pair of pads that are you know you know, were brand new a year and a half ago and save myself like 500 bucks. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm going to get the two year old pads, but you know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. Like, you know what I mean? It's all brand new stuff. So, I mean, it's good enough for me for sure. Yeah. Yeah. When, when we used to have pickup games on long Island, we would just throw like our buddy who couldn't skate in that and just <laughs> destroy yeah. him. So yeah. And he would be wearing my... like old, like Milek <laughs> gear from no 1995. Doubt. No doubt. Yeah. I, I, first time I ever got in net was on a bet. And uh, I swear to God, my pads had like horse hair in them, dude. Like, I mean, it was something like, like, you know, it was the most vintage looking. They were, I think they were Coopers, bro. Like they were like legit from like the seventies, I think. Um, but uh, somehow after that happened, I still had, a, you know, still wanted to go back out there and get it on. But, uh, but yeah, it's, it's pretty fun. And nowadays, like, like I said, I mean, you can, you can save yourself a couple hundred bucks if you just don't, if you don't want the newest gear, you know what I mean? Absolutely. And it's crazy. You're our third goalie we've had on our podcast. Oh, righteous. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of funny that, you know, in this alternative music world, a lot of the guys that are in bands are also going behind the pipes. Right. Going between yeah, the pipes. Yeah, no doubt. No. I mean, it's a fun spot to be, I think for me anyway, and, and maybe this is true of the other guys in the bands or, or in, in goalies in general. I, I'm not too certain, but, like I said, growing up playing street hockey, uh, most of my friends were like a year or so, year or two older than me. So, you know, when the PVC net got brought out into the street, you know, they all just wanted to shoot. So they'd be like, all right, you know, like get in net, you know what I mean? <laughs> but, uh, but you know, that's, that's where I got my first taste for it. I didn't really have a choice, you know. Uh, they just shoved me in there with a baseball glove and, <laughs> you know, some like couch cushion duct tape pads, like. We got pretty creative back in the days, but uh, that's actually how I chipped my tooth, too, as a kid. I, my tooth's fixed now, but for years I had a big chip front tooth forever. And uh first time I broke it, big piece off was off my bike, and the second big piece was playing uh, street hockey. <laughs> but, uh, 
Yeah, you know, you take the bumps, you take the bruises. And I think if you, some people just get that bug, you know what I mean? Like hockey is such a great sport in general, like so much fun, whether you're, you know, skating out or, you know, in net, there's just so much to do. You know what I mean? There's always something to, to, to work on. And, you know, as you get older, you, you know, the parking lot beers are pretty awesome too. So, oh yeah, nothing better than that. It's oh, just, sure. it, you know, when, when, once you get that nine to five job, the, the 2 a.m. ice time is not the best. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Yeah, it's, it's tricky. I mean, some of the guys, like I said, I play with are a bit older. I mean, again, you run the gambit from like, you know, one guy's like a detective. This guy's a roofer. This kid's, you know, grows weed for a dispensary. Like you get so many different people and uh, everyone just gets together and has a blast on the ice for an hour and 15. And then, you know, another 45 or so in the parking lot afterwards. But uh it's it's a blast, man. I love I love all the aspects of it. And I'm sure it's not isolated to just here. I mean, I, I guarantee you this is a common occurrence. Oh, absolutely. Nightly all over North America, you know. Absolutely. So growing up in the Boston area, you probably had no choice to you know pick up a stick, but you also probably had no choice uh, for the te- team that you rooted for as well, right? Oh yeah, absolutely not. But no, it was Bruins, Bruins, Bruins. That was it. I mean, I have a couple friends who somehow I had no idea how this happened. I had a couple friends that are like Habs fans. And I'm like, I don't, your father failed you, bud, or something like, yeah, I don't know what happened. How can you grow up a Canadiens fan like in Massachusetts? Uh, but there are a few out there. Um, you'll find some Rangers fans sprinkled in around here. But I mean, yeah, I mean, especially, I mean, I'm, I'm an old dude. So I started watching hockey in like, you know, the mid 80s, you know, I was just a little boy and. You know, those teams then, you know, with, you know, you had Bork, you had Terry O'Reilly, you had, you know, just, you know, a, a just an incredible lineup, Stan Jonathan, just like, you know, fun, hard-nosed players, you know what I mean? Just getting it done and, you know, a couple, few of those championship runs, you know, were phenomenal. But like I said before, before we started this whole thing, like, you know, just going back to like the Adams division rivalries, like sometimes you know, a game against the Whalers was just as gnarly as a divisional game or a playoff game, you know what I mean? So uh, there's a lot of uh, a lot of love for the Bruins around growing up. I mean, Boston's such a big sports town in general. You just can't, you can't avoid it, you know? Yeah, Although but the Patriots, there, there's something the about Patriots the... were awful, terrible, terrible for most of my life. So no one was really like a huge gnarly Patriots fan, but Bruins for sure. Boston's huge hockey town. Red Sox, obviously Celtics for sure, you know? But when you think like the city of Boston, like you're you're a gritty group of people, like yeah, it's a, yeah, the the team sure. matches that, without a doubt. I, and I think they do that on purpose. I mean, for a while, I think, you know, in the '70s and stuff, the NHL went through that, you know, kind of goon squad phase where, you know, you'd have teams with two lines just full of absolute goons who could barely skate, just go out there and you know, body people, you know what I mean? Intimidate them, which was awesome. And a lot of teams tried to awesome to watch, but a lot of teams tried, you know, had to, had to, you know, play that kind of real tough hockey. And I think some cities, like, I mean, like thinking about it now, you know, you think of like the broad street bullies, like the Philly, the, you know, the flyers team from back in the day and, you know, the big bad Bruins and all these teams that were just absolute beasts. You know what I mean? go out there and get it done, you know, they'd have like one or two finesse guys and everyone else was just a giant, you know, grinding badass, you know what I mean? So uh, that was, uh, that was, it was pretty easy to, to become a fan, you know what I mean? Uh, 
there was just so much fervor and love for that kind of stuff. And, 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 you know, again, like you said, it, it, it definitely is a good indicator of kind of the kind of town you come from, you know, your sports team is a bunch of kind of grimy dog it out kind of dudes. And, you know, I think a lot of people see that and they take a lot of pride in that. Oh, without a doubt. Like, I, I, I just feel like that team really does a great job representing the city of Boston, where, like, I, I, I don't really go to Boston much, but I don't feel that same connection with, like, the Patriots. Like, especially when, like, Tom Brady's the quarterback, he just doesn't give me that Boston vibe. Right. Yeah. He's not that kind of, you know, in the trenches dude. You know what I mean? Exactly. Uh, whereas, Getting like, a cup you know, of Dunkin' you... in the morning. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, I there was a there was a run of uh like I mean not to go totally off topic but I mean uh there was a, a couple guys uh for the Red Sox for a few years that were like I think they dubbed themselves the Dirt Dogs and these guys were just you know uniforms were always dirty like just coming out and people loved them I loved them you know what I mean like Trot Nixon's a guy that pops into my head he wasn't an All Star baseball player but he was a good baseball player. And his uniform was filthy constantly. So you know this guy was doing everything he could to get to to get the job done. And I think there's a lot of players like that in Boston. Unfortunately, recently, I think the, the league has kind of shifted. And, you know, with a few trades that the Bruins have made over the years, uh, you know, getting rid of uh, Luch is like a big one for me. Like, I mean, he's, again, he's not going to win you a cup. But guys will think twice about taking a run at, at Coyle or somebody, you know what I mean, if they know Lucic is on the tracks, you know. Um, I'd like to see Boston kind of get back into that. I, I don't know that, especially after last year's Stanley Cup, like, which I got to go to a game in Boston, by the way, was sick, even though they lost in overtime. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know what I mean? Like, I was watching that. I was watching, you know, that series, and I'm like, bud, if we just had a couple big bodies, you know what I mean, on a couple more lines, like, we just got out, out like, you know, physically outplayed by that by that Blues team, and it was it sucks to watch being a Boston fan. You can imagine, you know what I mean, how pissed off people are in Boston when your team gets physically beat, you know what I mean? But then you got to think about, like, Toronto. That's the reason you guys won that series is you guys. Oh, true. Yeah, definitely... Toronto, those guys. Yeah, those guys are total pussies. Forget, forget <laughs> Toronto. Right, we can agree on that. (laughs) Yeah, no, I think it's like a propaganda lyric or something. Like uh, he talks about being a Leafs fan. The singer talks about being a Leafs fan, and uh, he refers to them as being like universal, universally reviled. And I'm like, yeah, I think I think so. I think everyone except for people in Toronto in Toronto would say, yeah, you know, fuck the Leafs. Hell yeah, especially when our little pajama boy went over there. Seeing them out of a playoff spot is definitely. Uh, nice waking up to oh you're talking about um yeah that's right um oh man you guys let him have it too who's oh i can't i can't even get john of his tavares name right oh tavares yeah man you guys did him dirty but he was awesome <laughs> yeah he's like i'll take i'll take that check see you later yeah yeah, yeah. he actually kind of took like a little bit of a discount to go there too like the islanders are ready to just you know put all the chips in for him but right yeah he wanted to go home a smart move yeah that's a pretty uh He's a really talented player. Yeah, Tavares super good. But yeah, look, so, I mean, goes to show you, yeah, some guys will chase that chase that chance around. You know, like it's like really, bud. Like Toronto. All right. Like, yeah, okay. <laughs> good luck over there, buddy. Yeah, it's especially been, like, the way it's like, been, like fifty-seven years or so. I don't even know, dude. Poor things. Like you know, New York. Everyone thinks it's like a huge market and whatnot, but that's really right. for the Rangers, where like the Islanders. No doubt. 
are more of a small town. Like maybe they'll get one or two newspaper reporters at a game or whatnot. And they're not like hounding the players like they do in Toronto. Yeah. Cause yeah. Yeah. And they're not, I mean, who doesn't want to play in like an a market Toronto being arguably the biggest market in hockey. I'd assume, I mean, I I'm, I'm almost certain of it, but I'd have to double check. You know what I mean? But I'm pretty sure Toronto is like the biggest market for hockey. So a guy gets a chance to go play, you know, essentially for like a Los Angeles Lakers type of team, you know, how can you turn that down? You know what I mean? There's just so much draw, you know, Um, especially coming from maybe a team like the Islanders, which like you said, um, are a bit more of a, you know, I would say reserved is maybe a good way to put it. Like they're not throwing crazy money around on long contracts. They're not, you know, selling out every seat at like, you know, 250 bucks a seat, you know, no chance. Oh, it's crazy. A ticket, a ticket to a Leafs game is bananas. You want to go to a, a, a Toronto Blue Jays game, they'll pay you five bucks. <laughs> but I mean, you, there's no chance you're not going to a Leafs game unless you got some serious dough. Yeah. It, you know, unfortunately, it, like no. some of these new arenas, that kind of is the trend, man. Ticket oh, prices are just yeah, yeah, crazy. for sure. I've only gotten, I mean, I'm sure you travel and, and you're a big hockey guy. I'm sure you've gotten to travel around and go to a couple different stadiums like it can be it can be anywhere from fifteen dollars to you know one hundred and fifteen dollars for the same seat. You know what I'm saying? Like depending on on what city you're in, it's 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 pretty wild. Yeah, I actually just got back from Tampa. That oh, was yeah, was, that know, was an awesome arena. Yeah, I think uh, I got to see a game there. Uh, we showed up kind of late on a whim. They're like, "Hey, do you want to go to the Tampa Bay game?" I was like, "Hell yeah!" Uh, I got a ton of shit for wearing a Bruins hat there too. That's that's <laughs> that was fun, but um. Yeah, we ended up just getting tickets like outside in the parking lot for I think they were like eight or ten dollars a piece. Um, and we sat all the way up, like the top ring essentially, right? Um, and then uh we just moved down. Like pe- like people weren't showing up, so we just kept moving down. And by the time by the time the game was like, you know, probably into like the by the halfway through the second period at the beginning of the third period, we were like in like loge one like we were like pretty far down on like pretty close to the ice uh so that was that was a good time i'm gonna fill you in on a pro tip yep so if you ever want to move down yep just double fist it yeah walk in with two (laughs) beers and just yeah just pretend like you belong there and just keep walking and they're not going to stop you they're gonna be like oh the guy's got two beers he's can't can't get his tickets i am an absolute king of pretending like i belong someplace i've gotten into so many places just pretending i was supposed to be there oh it's oh yeah that's that's my go-to move i'm like yeah just you know to look confident and just keep keep walking i'm not sure if you're a spit and chiclets guy but yeah Yeah. (laughs) ra he totally did that and just crashed and got into the locker room when the Bruins won the Stanley Cup. Get out. Yep. Just kind of like pretended like he belonged there and got into the locker room. No kidding. Yeah, it was pretty oh, wild. Yeah, dude. Don't put it past them, boys. They, they, they're pretty they're pretty sneaky. Yeah. Well, now, obviously, they could do whatever they want, but this is going way back, you know. Right, right, right. So I had a friend. I had a friend get into, uh, I believe it's called, the, it was called the 407 Club. It's like a Glaston area in Fenway Park that's like super exclusive. And I had a buddy sneak in there by saying he was Jimmy Lucchino, Larry Lucchino, the Boston Red Sox, the owner of the Boston Red Sox's son. And whoever was at work that day, for whatever reason, bought his story. 
and they sat up there drinking Budweisers and watching the Red Sox all like for like two hours. Hey man, you can't fault you just, the game. You just got to go for it. You know what are they gonna do? You know? Yeah, doesn't it's, hurt uh, to what, try. What, what's the uh, what's the saying? It's easier to ask uh, for forgiveness than it is to ask for permission. That is correct. There you go. So you you mentioned how you're you're feeling that the Bruins aren't physical enough this season. Do you think that that's a a piece that they're looking for with uh, the trade de- deadline coming up? I would say so, but I mean, it, I think that may I you just never know. Everyone gets their kind of hopes up, you know, around trade deadline. Um, but well, you I don't have to I, tell I, me about that, dude. Yeah, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, I just feel like a lot of times that the Bruins just kind of sit on their hands and. I mean, they've got so much talent, and a lot of it is really young. Um, but at the same time, you've got some bigger guys who, I mean, you've got a really big guy who's lost a few steps. I mean, it's still a very competitive athlete, but, you know, you can't count on Zdeno Char and his, uh, you know, rule-changing stick length. You know what I mean? Like, you can't he's, – he's not going to be there forever. And you you, you got to start grooming some of these guys to be those – you know, those those grinders, the guys who are going to go into the corners and win those win those battles, win those puck battles on the half boards. You know what I mean? Like you just you just need that presence out there. I, I just don't see a, any team, whether it's the Bruins or any team, really making a run at the cup without, you know, being able to physically out outmatch. You know what I mean? Because the talent level across the board in the NHL is skyrocketing. It's unbelievable, you know, Um but uh, it's, you know, it, it, what I think it comes down to is the length of the season, the length of the playoffs. You just got to beat people up a little bit, you know, literally and physically sometimes to to, you know, to to get that edge. You know, I'm just hoping the Bruins can can maybe secure. So I don't even know what they're doing right now uh, in regards to uh, prospects or looking for trades. But I mean, if they do trade, I would like to see them trade for a big, you know what I mean? Uh, I think it'll definitely benefit them, uh, you know, as as the season goes on and into the playoffs. Absolutely, yeah. You know, the the market prices are pretty steep these days, mm. and and you know, it's not going to be cheap to get someone at the trade deadline for sure. And I'm no looking doubt. at the standings right now, and uh, if the playoffs started today, I'm pretty sure we would have a Bruins Islanders series. Oh, get out, really? Yeah, because are, are the Islanders on the bubble there? Yeah, we fell down to that first wild card spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew they were right around there, right on the bubble there. Yeah, so uh, that would be pretty. Uh, would they? Would they? Uh, did they? Islanders play yesterday. They had a travel day. Uh, they had a travel day. They played tonight, yeah. late night. Right, right. Yeah, and they said Colorado. Yep. Oh yeah, Landeskog. That kid's filthy. Yeah, we're we're not playing the best hockey right now, so. I don't know. Uh, hopefully, save, save it for the playoffs. That's what I tell myself when my team starts going on the skid. I'll be like, "Yeah, you don't want to get hot right now, man. You gotta save that." You know? Well, no, I just want <laughs> us to get in at this point. Right. That's, yeah, uh, that's right. the way we're playing. No doubt. But man, yeah, you know, I guess we we've talked about definitely the Bruins and your hockey upbringing, but now right, right. let's just t- you know tie it full circle. What was the music scene growing up in that Boston area? Uh, it was, uh, it was pretty interesting, pretty eclectic. Um, I started playing music with my friends. It must've been about 1996 or so, 95. Um, and so, you know, you had a lot of like post hardcore stuff going on a lot of like hardcore music still for sure. I mean, uh, that was, that's been going strong in the area through the eighties, nineties, two thousands, you know, a ton of great hardcore bands. 
um, you know, slap shot being maybe a pretty apropos one to reference right now. Um, you know, a team that literally takes its name and imagery from, <laughs> from hockey. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was a, it was a hardcore scene. It was a punk rock scene. It was an indie scene, you know, like, uh, you know, there was a lot of stuff going on. And again, back then, uh, the internet was, you know, a baby, you know what I mean? It was just certainly in its infancy, you know what I mean? So everything was very homegrown, very organic, you know, ideas got passed by going to shows or, you know, someone lending you a, a record or, or, or a tape or a CD of some new band, you know, uh, you couldn't just kind of, you know, type something into a search bar and come up with a million hits and videos, you know what I mean? <clears throat> so it was, um, it was fun. It was exciting. It was, you know, even though it was the nineties, it's still kind of wild westish, you know what I mean? You, you would, you know, just kind of start your, you know, start a little band, uh, reach out to people, you know, that, you know, were another bands from a few towns over or States over plan weekend tours and kind of get out and, you know, try to cut your teeth, you know, and, and see what it was like. And, for us, uh, we just dogged it out for years. Uh, we had so much fun doing it. We made so many friends. Uh, you know, here we are, you know, 20, 20 years later, almost, you know what I mean? Like uh, 20 plus years later, uh, still going at it. So yes. I'd, I'd say, I'd say the music was amazing and it's still, it's still awesome. It's still evolving. It's still really fun around here. So because you, you have the, the, a few small markets in like the, the suburbs of Boston, then, without a doubt yeah and then, and then you can make your your journey down to you know new york philly so you you got like exactly a quick little weekend gig that you can rip through and oh and, yeah and get I mean, to... new york new jersey philly you know what i mean like you know you have boston you got like connecticut you could you could bang out like a a, a really awesome like long weekend you know four or five days and hit some a markets and have a blast uh, we used to do that, but we also play the little tiny towns in between and just go on tour for like two months at a time doing that kind of stuff, you know? Um, but it's been incredible, man. I, I, I still haven't brought my gear with me on tour, even though people have asked, I just don't feel like, I mean, I've got this, I I'm like the kind of guy who packs all of his stuff in his bag. So I got like the world's biggest bag <laughs> and I'm like, oh, dude, I'm not taking, like, it'd be like embarrassing kind of like just, uh, you know, loading in and loading out gear every night and then being like sorry let me get my hockey stuff out of the way i know a couple of guys who skate out that bring their stuff but i mean that's a little easier a little bit more manageable than a whole you know goalie kit so oh absolutely yeah that that i'm sure that's a pretty massive bag right having having said that uh my buddy in anti-flag uh chris number two he oh, yeah, we had uh chris on here chris is great he's oh, an amazing awesome. hockey player uh, and a very, very close friend of mine. And, uh, what he's been able to do through punk rock and hockey and combining the two, um, you know, in really positive, uh, kind of ways, uh, you know, has, has been something that I, I really admire. Um, he's, uh, he's done some really cool stuff. He, he, he travels with his gear. <laughs> he's not afraid to do it. Cause you know, he, he hits people up every day, like on tour, like, Hey man, like you got some ice time for me. You got some ice time for me. Like he's all about it. So That's maybe, awesome. uh, maybe if we'll on scream and, and Andy flag do another tour together, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll bite the bullet and t grab all my gear and take it with me. But then I got to think, I got to wash my stuff too. Like my, like my base layer stuff, man, like show clothes and everything gets stinky enough. I can't imagine 
the smells that would be coming out of our trailer, dude, with all the sh- all that stuff in there. But whatever. Do the is. rest of the dudes in the band play too, or they just would be so oh, pissed no. at you? No, none of them play at all. <laughs> like not even a little bit. Like, I mean, I think they can ice skate, and I'm, I'm, I, 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 these are like my family, like my brothers. But I'm here to tell you, I don't think I've ever seen any of them on ice skates in my life. Our old bass player, John, was a was a high school hockey player. He still skates around. He's coaching his kids now. Uh, but, yeah, Trevor, uh, he's athletic and pretty coordinated. He could probably skate for sure. But, you know, Nick would probably be like a baby giraffe or something. Brian's Canadian, so I'm going to go ahead and say Brian can play hockey, even <laughs> though he's probably the least, like, you know, sports-centered guy in the band. But he is 100% Canadian, so... We'll go ahead and give him a, a pass. Yeah, uh, Jason Milbank. I don't know. He's he's a big dude. He would be a good guy, actually. He'd, he'd be like an excellent defenseman. Uh, he's got good flow. Like he's got some good some good flow. You know, if he was wearing a helmet, his hair would be like looking pretty glorious. Uh, but I don't know if he can play hockey or not. Sometimes that flow is all you need, man. I was gonna say sometimes that's all you need. That's you know all you I mean? need. Like, you look good out there, and everybody's like, he's a man, big that... guy. You know, on skates, he'd probably be like six six you know what i mean like big dude epic lettuce dude he people would be like oh keep an eye on that guy <laughs> even though he probably couldn't lace his own skates who knows i feel bad i probably shouldn't shit talk him i don't he might be a good ice skater i don't know it, it sounds like you're making a a, a dream team yeah right uh, <laughs> yeah we used to play basketball a lot together that's about it but uh ice hockey ice hockey maybe not well, it's it's great to hear that you guys are still kicking it twenty plus years, but and no you guys are still very active, right? Yeah, man. I mean, recently we've kind of fallen off just writing a whole bunch. So uh we worked out, we're building uh just putting the finishing touches on uh Trevor's uh new studio. So once that's up and running, man, we're pretty much kind of where we wanna be in regards to being able to record, produce and own everything that we do moving forward um it's it's a pretty exciting time we just uh you know we're just so used to being on the road so much and putting out new stuff for so many years that taking a break for this long has been a bit tough uh but it's been really fruitful we've got a lot of stuff coming up so all right yeah so your last album was back in 2013 so you're you're talking about a big break right yeah we've been taking we've been taking a big one uh we put out a couple little things in between but uh but yeah, I think uh, last record was Career Suicide, no, uh, Party Crasher. Um, and so, yeah, that's been a, been a number of years, uh, what, four years or something like that, maybe more, now that I think about it. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I lose track of things. <laughs> no, it's constantly. all good, man. When, time, when you're time 20 plus years, <laughs> man, you got to expect that. Yeah, but we've been touring and stuff like that, just not really writing any new stuff until, you know, the last the last year and a half or so, so. Now we got a bunch of stuff ready to go. As soon as we get everything wired and the new soundproof windows put in and button it all up, man, we're going to be in the studio just hammering out stuff. So, all right, so we got that to look forward to, and then you got a little, uh, I guess, like a week long gig in May as well, right? That's right. Yeah, we're going to be uh, doing direct support for uh, band Mill and Colin. Uh, so we'll be, uh, we'll be running up and down like, uh, like the Eastern seaboard up, up this way is Northeastern seaboard. And then, uh, finishing off up in Montreal in, uh, uh, for a uh, Pusa fest, which is a great time. 
it's a huge festival up there. Tons and tons of bands, lots of beer, lots of poutine, <laughs> lots of me making fun of the Habs and almost getting killed. I actually it's had a blast. My, my first experience dealt with poutine down down in Tampa of all places. So I don't think I got the real authentic. Nah, doc. Uh-uh. No, you go to Three Rivers, you go to Montreal. That's 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 where you that you, you got to be somewhere in the province of Quebec, you know. But I'm also a vegetarian, so I got vegetarian poutine. So I'm sure. Oh yeah. That There's a place not... called, you ever heard of the place called uh, Lord of the Fries? I have not. Lord of the Fries is like, I'm pretty sure vegan, veg, definitely vegetarian, and I'm almost 99% certain vegan, like poutinery, and they do all sorts of veggie dogs, all sorts of crazy stuff. So if, you ever, if you're ever up uh, above the 49th parallel, uh, see if you can't sort one out, you know what I mean? That place oh, is, that place is fantastic. That I'm not vegetarian, but Brian is, and so he's taking me out to some really cool spots up in Canada that offer kind of quintessential Canadian food, but done vegan or vegetarian. So it's it's at least getting more popular. So I'm sure he appreciates that when he's on the road. You know, yeah. Well, so he doesn't just have to eat like salads everywhere. <laughs> I wasn't just getting one huge poutine like at like three o'clock in the morning eating it all and then regretting it for like two days. But I mean, it's, it's the best. It's so good. Hell yeah. So that, that's awesome. I, I also saw that you were a former skater kid. Oh yeah. Skateboarding was, was my life. That's how I got into music and everything. Yeah. So you must be pumped. Like I'm, I'm, I'm assuming you're probably just a couple of years older than me. I'm 33. Yep. So that Tony Hawk pro skater, huge video yep. game in our childhood massive and then like you said you're going out on tour at mill and colin they were on right. that soundtrack that first soundtrack dude you know there were so many bands on that on like pro skater pro skater 2 that got huge like it was like really big for a lot of bands you know um because i think by that point like the kind of punk and like warp tour vibe was kind of starting to fizzle a little bit like in regards to like mainstream popularity and, and bands being, you know, profitable, those kinds of bands being profitable. Uh, but being on that soundtrack, like, like, you know, brought so many millions, tens of millions of new years to, uh, to, you know, those bands, you know, some of whom were still bands. And then you had other people who were like, Oh, I'd never heard of, you know, uh, the dead Kennedys, you know what I mean? And all of a sudden they, they know, you know, a holiday in Cambodia all of a sudden, you know, um, I wish, you know, you know, NHL, like, you know, they used to do that too. They'd get some good bands every now and again on their soundtracks. Oh, we talk about that uh, almost on every episode. <laughs> Annie Flag, Annie Flag was on one, right? Oh, yeah. They've uh, been on a they few. Had, they had uh, Annie Flag on there. They had a, what's his name? Bass Nectar cover of uh, Bro Him by Pennywise. Um, but uh, yeah, it, like lately, I'm just like, dude, what what is this mess that I'm listening to while I'm waiting in the Chell lobby, bro? Like, this is ridiculous. Yeah, I don't um, think I don't think they put as much effort as they used to. But... I think it's just licensing stuff. They're just like, yo, like their company. They're probably like a, the parent company. Somebody probably owns them. Who owns a, you know, you know, some sort of record label? And it's like, here, put all these bands on here, you know. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know who has final say, but I'd I'd like to maybe have a chat with them. <laughs> Amen, brother. We're all for that We're, because right. there's there's so many kids that are probably huge fans of bands like Anti Flag and Bayside mm-hmm. because of those 
NHL soundtrack. So oh, without yeah, I mean it's again that's you you put your you put your band in front of you know literally tens uh, you know millions of 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 new ears, uh, and all it takes is a fraction of that, and all of a sudden, boom, you've got you know fourteen thousand new fans. You know what I mean? That's that's pretty incredible. Uh, you know, crossover uh, appeal there, you know. Um, oh, you know what else? Why, why? Can we talk about something real quick? Hell yeah. So, talk about music and hockey. Hey, what is the goal song for the Islanders? Like when the Islanders score a goal, what music plays? Dude, it, it used to be that. Da-na, 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 hey, you know that oh, yeah. song? That's a, that's a good, good one. Good. That's a decent choice. What is it now? That's a classic, but there's the whole. Uh allegations that came out about him that they had a change oh that's right yeah that's right dude you're totally right yeah and to be honest the last like three years they have it's like a generic goal song i gotta think of it but i i don't really catch many home games anymore since i'm in the carolinas so i'm not it's it's nothing cool like i i I always talk about this on on the podcast how like (laughs) how teams need to have like a local artist be their goal song so like, like something like at least let the fans vote on it like every couple of years or something yeah like who I, wants like a kickstart to your heart or like an acd like that's like so least, like overdone at least, give us, at least give us a choice like i mean we like the boston bruins have one of the greatest goal horns you know what i mean like their goal horn is fantastic it gets me makes me feel like i'm like a barbarian like i could walk through a wall when i hear it right it gets me so fired up, and then they play, oh, oh, do 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 do, and I'm like, why am I in like a Croatian nightclub circa 1999? <laughs> like, what just happened? Like, can't we have something cool play? Like anything else besides this? I've hashtagged it probably like 400 times. Like, please change the goal Bruins goal song. Like hashtag love you love the Bruins great game today. Passes the man. Hashtag please change the Bruins goal song. Like it is in, Oh God, I hate it so much. Yeah. You, you know, know, I, I, even, I, I do love like, like if they want to switch to like the whole white, duh, 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 you know, the white stripes thing, I would be to- totally cool with that. Totally cool with that. But I feel I like Boston can't. flogging Molly, like you, you got it. Like that'd be a good one, right? Yeah. They could certainly are like, you know, you have a flogging Molly song or, you know, like, you know, maybe, you know, a street dog song or something like genuinely Boston. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I think oh, more gosh. teams need to do that. So the Carolina Hurricanes have yeah. Petey Pablo, North yes. Carolina, come on, yeah, come on, yeah, classic <laughs> like, banger. So <laughs> it, it like it's such a slam dunk, but this is only the second year that they've done that, and it's yeah. like the second that song came out, that should have been your goal song. Why did <laughs> yeah, it take like twenty like, years for that to be your that goal song? song? That song came out in like the year two thousand or something. Like that, yeah, probably. Like, but why yeah, did they take that long? I mean, maybe, maybe we, like I said, maybe we just put it to a vote. You know what I mean? That's what New Beginning Jersey of the just year, did. All the French did they? Yeah. So, um, they used to have a gaslight anthem song, right? Right. Howl, and then uh-huh. they opened it up to the fan vote, and then like it came down to uh, a naughty by nature song and okay. gaslight anthem, and then gaslight anthem won again. So. Nice. Yeah, so it's still a Gaslight Anthem song, which makes sense. They're a Jersey band. Here's, an, here's another tie-in. The singer from uh, Gaslight Anthem used to be in another band called Lane Meyer, 
who used to come to my hometown in New Bedford. We used to play shows all the time together. Yeah, it's crazy. And and uh, Alex from that band is like a barber yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. And he was just at the NHL All-Star game cutting like all the superstars' hair before they... Oh, no way. That's yeah. huge. That, that's massive exposure. Oh, yeah. Huge for him. Yeah. But, but yeah, you're speaking right. of... It should be like something local. You know what I mean? Like, you know, Naughty by Nature, they're New Jersey band. You know what I mean? Obviously, uh, obviously the, the dudes from the Gaslight Anthem are Jersey. Like, that makes sense. You know what I mean? Not it's... some, like, crappy 1993, you know, EDM song f- from, you know, God knows where. You know what I mean? Like, why? Ugh. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully someone from the NHL is listening to us because. They're going to be like, you know what? You're right. That kid Nuno's right. <laughs> we're going we're to change it tomorrow. God, I would cry tears of joy. I literally would cry tears of joy if that happened. Yeah, but, and, uh, and, and the fact do? that there's, like, a few NHL teams that use the same one, it's like, yeah, yeah. really? Yeah, it's a little corny, yeah. Really? Like that like that White Stripes song. I think they, I mean, I know they do it where in Pittsburgh, in Chicago maybe? I don't know. But, like, no, Chicago does the other one. Uh, oh, crap, I can't remember what Chicago's gold, gold chant is. Oh, well, now I forget. But, uh, it's yeah. That they, very, they, it's, I know exactly what you're, like, I could hear it in my head. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's yeah, more of just like a tune. Like, yeah, but it's good. Yeah, it's theirs. You know what I mean? Like, you don't need to use the same song as some other team. Come on, man. Hell yeah. So I, I, I will know say you... this. The Bruins do play really good music during the game. Like, whoever's in charge of music selection during the games, it's awesome. It's like, you know, you'll hear, like, you know, Alkaline Trio. You'll hear, like, Metallica, like, good Metallica. <laughs> like, you'll hear some, like, pretty bitchin' tunes. A good amount of punk rock tunes in there too it's it's pretty fun hell yeah so i i know you you got a game to catch but i do want to ask a few questions before we wrap this all up for sure so you you mentioned big z earlier and how mm-hmm. he's he's getting a little slower and, and whatnot he's right. lost a little step yeah how'd you feel about the fine that he received for that cross check you feel like um, that was fair i you know whenever it comes to something like that like i might be like a, a homer you know what i mean but uh, you don't you they play on a very, very thin edge. Uh, and when guys cross that line, you know what I mean? They deserve to get fined. I will say the like like I wish like sports that sports science show would do like a quick clip on it, because I don't know that Zidano c- could hit anybody that small without kind of getting them in the neck or eyeballs. or so, You know what I mean? I don't know if it was his intention to do damage like that. Big Z is, you know, he's had his fair share of, of you know, you know, you know, iffy things that he's done. But on the whole, I think if you look at his career, uh, he's he's a very, you know, he's a very careful player. He's he's a very respectful player. Um, but he also don't take no shit. And I think I think didn't that dude take a run at like McAvoy or something like that? Like a few minutes before that. Yeah. Yeah. You um, know, Z is definitely oh, it was a Charlie Coyle. I can't remember, but it, it, he was he was doing his thing. He wears the C on his chest. He's, you know, a big, huge dude, and he's not going to – that that kind of stuff. If he didn't go after somebody – I'm not saying he has to go and, like, chop someone's head off here. But uh, if he didn't go after somebody, then I think that I would I would send him a fine for $5,000, you know what I mean? Or, like uh, – but I, I think I think it was – I think it's fine. I, I, I think, you know, he did something that is, you know, against the rules. He got caught. It was pretty flagrant. Um, it shows other players that, you know, it doesn't matter who you are or what happened, what the circumstances, 
you're going to catch a fine if you do something this flagrant. Um, I don't know. What did that dude get for kicking homie in the chest the other day? Did I think they... only five games or seven games. It wasn't very long. I think it yeah. might have only been five games, actually. Yeah. And and that, I feel like, is way more aggressive. <laughs> That's pretty gnarly, right? Yeah. I saw that, and I was like, what the fuck? Holy gosh. Um, but like, yeah, in the I, heat I of the moment, like, if you're, like, yeah. in a street fight, maybe you're, you do that. But yeah. once you got skates on, <laughs> yeah. like, you if, definitely... You know, you figure you look at this Dan Ochara uh, cross check and like you know it's all it, they're all mushed up in the boards he's clearly going at him and you know that stick will rise up I mean I mean who hasn't you know caught somebody with like a kind of you know a cross check like that every now and again whether intentionally or, or, or not you know you're just kind of making that move and your hands are apart your stick rides up catches their elbow pad or something and goes up and clips them in the jaw or the neck or something like that it's a terrible thing but, uh, you know, there's no there's no need for that kind of stuff in hockey, I don't think. I think hockey is a gloriously brutal sport as it is. Uh, so, yeah, let, let, you know, let the punishment suit the crime. I, I'm, I'm a huge Boston fan, a very big fan of Zidane Ochara. But, you know, it, it is what it is. I, I, I don't I don't see it as anything more than guy getting caught doing something wrong. Boom. Yeah. So. yeah uh, especially when uh, Cassian definitely makes it a lot <laughs> easier on him, oh, like yeah. a yeah. night I mean, or two not, days yeah. later let's not let's not lose that let's not lose that yeah that either right yeah like but, once once cassian did that jano was probably like all right i'm good yeah we're like, good right i, <laughs> I can pretty nothing. much do whatever i want yeah that's yeah, uh it is what it is it's 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 a tough game and those guys play at i mean you play hockey you know sometimes you'll play against a team and these are kids who probably haven't played like real organized you know just men's league you know what i mean hockey or or just men's leagues hockey and it can be a pretty competitive game and pretty chippy and it can be pretty tough and then you go and you see what the pros you know watch pros flying around doing that getting paid and you know you make a, the wrong move you're 0.3 seconds off you know looking down at the puck and you're toast like it's it's a tough game man but it's it's good the way it is i i just want i just you know people are always hemming and hawing about you know player safety and that's i think that's the right thing to do but you know find the guys when they're supposed to be fined don't let these guys slip by every now and again you know if someone's a habitual you know line stepper maybe step up that fine you know what i mean they've done it in the past and i hope i hope the nhl continues to do that i just don't want to see you know i don't want to see it get too soft you know what i mean no yeah i i think that that was actually like the max fine that you could get was like five thousand bucks yeah, I'm pretty sure it is, yeah. So the last question I want to ask you, and I want Shit. to go back to the 2015 draft. The Bruins okay. have three first-round picks. Yeah, yeah. And they do not pick Matt Barzell. So, now, now, let's also not forget, okay, that was what, 2015? Yes, sir. So 2014, right? I believe the Bruins had a like a, the three game lead against Philly in the playoffs that year. Is that am I right? Is that two thousand four? No. What year was that? Was that fourteen, where they blew the three game lead? That's one thing that I'm so bad at is like remembering year to year and the difference. I just remember being like, "Oh, you got to be kidding me! <laughs> like, what is happening right now? Like, that was a tough one." But hey, you know they they can't all be two thousand two thousand ten two thousand eleven. You know what I mean? Yeah, but then to see like Barzell pan out the way he has. Yeah, Barzell's phenomenal. I think that's tough though. You you have I mean, you see how many kids. I mean, you got kids who are who, you know who are 19 years old coming 
you know, getting scouted and coming into the league and stuff now, like how many, how many times is that going to pan out? Probably not that often, you know? Um, I, I mean, yeah, I'm bummed. We, we don't have them, but I'm glad, you know, guys like that do pan out. I think it's good for the game. Um, you know, who's to say, maybe we have a little karma coming back, you know, our way. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll end up with like, you know, some like third or fourth or fifth rounder who ends up being the next Ovechkin or something. You know what I mean? I'm not holding my breath on that one, but I mean, (laughs) it'd be, it'd be nice, you know? Hell yeah. So I guess the real last question. (laughs) Is this Shoot. the year? Is this the year Boston gets it done? You know, you guys have gone if on you some had asked, if deep we had runs. Done this interview, if we had done this interview two weeks ago before Tampa Bay started deciding not to lose any more hockey games, I would have said absolutely. But uh, as it, as it is right now, man, I'm I'm a little worried. If they if they stay hot, this is gonna be a this could be a tough one for the Bruins. But you know what? With Pasta doing his thing the way he's doing, and that line is just unbelievable. Um, there's no reason, there's no reason why they can't make another run at the cup. All right. You heard it here. So Nuno, they'll make a run. And if they have to play, <laughs> let's say, well, let's see who would the finals be. If it's Boston and let's, let's pick someone from the West. Uh, who's the obvious choice Edmonton. from the West? I suppose Edmonton. I would say that in a seven game series, uh, Boston and five against Edmonton. Yeah, so like right now, like Saint- I bet you they would just come out and just go like ham on them, and the, and like Edmonton wouldn't know what to do. Yeah, you know, you know, I you definitely want to see like McDavid go far in the playoffs, like for I, sure. I feel like that would be great for the game, unless he's playing in a cup for a cup against the Bruins. <laughs> is is the end of that sentence, right? Yeah, well, I feel like everyone in the in Boston feels that way, but everyone outside of Boston does not want any more Boston teams winning anything. Fair enough. I mean, but they, again, you forget, man. People people forget all the time that our teams didn't always win. I mean, I'm an old man. I remember, like I said, you could go if you back in the day if you wanted to go eat a hot dog on the 50 yard line where the Patriots play football, you could go right ahead. Like you could just show up pretty much any day of the week besides Sunday and just walk right on in there, like. They had like no seats. It was like it was legit like a high school stadium that they were playing in, right? Like they were that bad. They would get like blacked out. People couldn't even watch the Patriots on TV around here. <laughs> That's how terrible they were. So don't lose don't don't forget the past. You know what I mean? Is I guess the moral to that story. You gotta whistle while you win, but don't forget that your team was absolute dog shit for like twenty five years. <laughs> and the Bruins had some dark years too, where they just kind of ho hummed along, you know what I mean? So all right. Well, Nuno, I really appreciate you hopping on. And uh, not a problem. Yeah, I gotta I, go. Uh, I gotta go mix up my Gatorade, buddy. Oh hell yeah, man! Good luck tonight. <laughs> Hopefully, you get a shutout. Yeah, you know I, that's the thing in in beer league, dude. Anything less than three goals is a shutout. So I could let in three and still <laughs> consider it like an absolute stud game. You know. All right, man. All the best and uh, enjoy the the tour that you got going on. And uh, cheers. Big things coming. Thanks, man. All right. Thanks so much, Mike, for your time, man. Enjoy. All right. See you. Peace.
is up? Not too much, man. Uh, just listening back to, to that interview you did with, with Nuno, man, it's just like, it, it's one of those things where anytime, you know, because they're not, uh, Wilhelm Scream, like, you know, they don't play as often as much. And anytime, like, they kind of pop up, you know, either doing a tour or just playing like a festival, like, I always get super excited because any chance to see them, like I said, is just such such a treat. They're such a good band. They're so much fun. Um, and, um, you know, it, like I said, listening to you to get to chat with him, just seeing how, how cool of a guy he is and, you know, how much he just loves what he does, man. It, it's so cool. It really is. And they've been doing it forever, like 20 yeah. plus years. And yep. they're just not going anywhere. They they don't go on like crazy U.S. tours like all the time. Mm-hmm. But they're still very relevant. They're still together. They're still like he mentioned how they're finishing building their own studio and they're going to be putting out their own music. Yeah. So yeah. like they're they're not going anywhere and they're uh, hitting the road with a band that you're a huge fan of with uh, Melancholy. Melancholy, man. Yo, Yo. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so like, I, I, obviously that genre of music's not my my cup of tea necessarily, <laughs> but I know that that's like a huge, you know, band for you. Yeah. So it's kind of funny. So, um, when I, when I, uh, just, just to tell a, a quick one minute story. So like when I got into this kind of music, like, you know, like punk rock and, and, and emo and, you know, alternative music, whatever you want to call it. Um, I really got into it, um, at a young age and I can attribute it mostly to my, my buddy Kevin. So, um, and actually kind of a hockey story. So, Back in, in Deer Park, um, West 18th Street, we used to play street hockey, uh, you know, just regular street hockey on, on foot. And, you know, we'd bring out the nets and Kevin would bring out his his boombox, you know, plugged in with a, an extension cord from his house. And, you know, he was uh, probably 16 or 17 when I was like 13. And he would play like all this cool music. And, of course, I knew who Green Day was and Blink-182 and Offspring and all that. But, like, here he would come out and he would play bands like no effects and rancid and just so happens to be this band called millen who are this uh, swedish melodic punk band who have been around forever and um that was like my first exposure into music that was like off the beaten path you know like music that you couldn't listen to on the radio so uh, i gotta really give it up to kevin in those in those street hockey games where we just like would play around in the street and just listen to music and I, it was super cool but Mill and Colin is another one of those bands that, you know, they've been around for so long. They still put out new music, but they're, you know, because they're from Sweden, they only come to America every so often. And uh, another band that, you know, played the fest and was awesome to, to get to see them. But, uh, you know, Wilhelm going on tour with them, that's just like, that's kind of like a dream tour. You know, getting to see both of them at the same time is really super awesome. Um, so super pumped for that. Hell yeah. And then there's some other tours that have been announced recently that got me all super jacked up. Yeah. And what one is that? So that's um, unbelievable that this is happening. But uh, so Envy on the Coast, you know, who obviously we've had Brian on the show um, a bunch of times. By the way, I don't know if you've talked about it, but um, just to give Brian a, a little smug plug here, uh, the Violent Joy EP is unreal good. If you haven't listened to it, go listen to it. Unreal good. Um, but having said that, so his uh, his other band, because he's uh, the guy's a musical mastermind nutcase, so he's in 400 bands. But 
So his original, you know, band and be on the coast is kind of coming out of retirement again to go on tour with, get this, the receiving end of sirens. And to me and to you, that's oh, yeah. huge because huge. I mean, I can't tell you, I mean, how many times have we seen them probably long Island alone, probably what, probably three or four times. I mean, like, I feel like that was their like obligatory second home, but here they are coming out of retirement. I mean, I don't think they've played a show in 10 years. Oh, easily. And, and now they're they're going on a little mini tour with NB on the coast. Uh, I know pre-sale went up. I know tickets are flying. But, I mean, you know, they were one of those bands that, like, for me, like, that bridge between, like, you know, kind of emo music and heavy music, they were, like, one of the bands that kind of did that, that mix so well. And uh, I think they were, like, way ahead of their prime. Like, I think if they were around now, you know, they'd probably be, you know, on bills with like sleeping with sirens and like, you know, like all those bands that now have like these cult followings, like pierce the veil and stuff. Like, I think they're better than them, but here they are coming back. So, you know, I, I, I hope huge things are on the horizon for them really do because they're great people, great band. Um, and then I don't know the answer to this. Maybe you do is Casey. Dude, that was playing? literally the question I was going to ask you. Oh man, dude. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't I know either about it. But that would be super cool because, I mean, I feel like you can't really have the receiving and the sirens without Casey because, like, he was really one of the driving factors in a lot of the music they wrote and a lot of the, 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 the candor of their music. So, I, you know, I mean, maybe maybe we got to get the, the scoop from, from Brian Byrne. Maybe he'll tell us. But honestly, I, I, like, I'm so bummed that they're not coming anywhere near me. I know. Like, the, like, the closest date that they're coming to me is Nashville. Yeah, it's Tennessee, yep. And yep. it's on, like, a Monday or Tuesday, so I just, I just can't swing it. If it was a Saturday, I would have drove there in a heartbeat. Yeah, sure, sure. And you know, but you know what, though? You never know, because who knows? Let's just say— they All do these, these dates couple, sell out, and then yep, they're all like— All these dates sell out, and then they're like, hey, maybe we should you know, do a bigger tour. Um, you know, because at the end of the day— the more people that want to see you, the better. And if you can go to, you know, markets that aren't humongous and still get yourself a good following, you might as well. But, you know, we can only dream so much. So hopefully we'll see. Yeah. And it came out of nowhere. Like my classroom was at my class was at a bathroom break. So I like hopped on, on my phone real quick. And like it was like all these kind of uh sneak peek tweets that brian was putting out and i was just like wait what's going on right now yeah right and i just had to text him instantly i was like dude what what am i seeing because yeah. it's so funny i i put out a promo video for when we were going to play uh carolina the mm -hmm. hurricanes and i used um we are the core of corpses that that song from uh yep. the receiving receiving and the sirens and it it just gets me so jacked up, and yeah. I remember seeing them at the downtown, and they didn't even have an EP out. They just had these two or three songs that they recorded, yeah. and mm -hmm. they I think they opened for As Tall as Lions. I think that's how I discovered yeah. them. I think I think so. And then um, so the the last time I saw them, and I think uh, did I go with I, I might have went with with Pat Farley. Um, they played in Boston and it was like a return show for them. And, uh, it was at the, uh, uh I think it was in, in Worcester. I want to say maybe the palladium. Um, I don't, I don't really remember. It was a, a while ago, but 
they played and they were like really like the big headliner of course them being from the boston area it was huge but um i also went uh the band recover who's one of my favorite bands played and as it turns out and be on the coast played as well um but uh, that was the last time i saw them and they were awesome then um and i mean like i said i'm sure you know with how talented those guys are i mean i'm sure as soon as they get those instruments back in their hands it's just going to be like baby music again you know so good so good and uh, like i said i'm you know not to beat a dead horse but i am so bummed that they're not coming to florida really so much but you know hopefully someone will post a video or they'll post a video and i'll get to at least live it a little bit but um yeah that's a super super cool cool tour that that they're doing um and uh i don't know if you ended up going i think it passed through you i know it's coming to me in a couple of days but um Wonder Years, Free Throw, and Spanish Love Songs. I know. It's I know not it was... coming to me. I would be there in a oh, heartbeat. Oh, it's not. To... It's oh, not. <laughs> so, uh, Spanish Love Songs. <laughs> like, they just put out that al- album, Brave Faces, everyone. Oh, uh, yeah. That that album, man, that reaches to a 30-something-year-old. So, yeah. like, the lyrics are dark and yep. sad. But they're so freaking real. Like, yeah, they're poignant, man. They're very, very poignant. Um, I mean, you know, and I think, you know, so for me, and you know how how I how how music sits with me. You like, you know, with a lot of like the the pop punk music that's around now, and we've talked about it before. It's like, if the music is great, but the lyrics are really cringy, like it's hard for me to get through because like there's some like old cliches that like pop up in like 2019, 2020 pop punk stuff that like. Like I literally cringe when I hear it, um, but because they're like tropes that have been used. But the Spanish love songs, like this whole record, I mean, it's like really raw, and like some of the stuff, like it just it hits in such a, a hard way because he talks about all of this stuff that like people don't really talk about in music. Like a lot of it is just like, oh, this girl broke my heart, and oh, this and that. But like he's talking about like you know the lower middle class oh and, yeah know, like, like generational you know, like yeah just being like generationally poor like, yeah and i remember sitting in an anthropology class in college and a girl was literally in tears because the professor was saying like yeah like the class that your parents are in like it's really hard to even go like one class higher than your parents and like mm-hmm. I guess this girl was probably coming from a really tough background, like thought she was yeah. doing the right thing by going to college and whatnot. Yep. And I feel like that whole lecture was captured in, in, uh, in the, that, like the whole album. Yeah. And I mean, and it's, it's true. It's like, you know, I, what's that in one of the songs he says, you know, essentially to paraphrase him, he says, you know, we're all, we're all born, born to die poor, you know? And it like, and it kind of doesn't matter what you do. It just, you know, the the way America is and the way classes are, it's just like no matter how hard you work and no matter how many jobs you have and what you do, like you're just stuck. And that's a lot of what he talks about is just like, you know, you're stuck and, you know, you could just decide that you want to just say, you know, F it all and that's it. Or, you know, you could just make the best out of it even if you don't know, you know, where you're – you know, how that hundred bucks in your checking account is going to get you through two weeks or, you know, what, where, where your next meal's coming from. But, uh, it's just, he captures that generation, what a lot of people feel and go through so well. And I mean, 
you get a chance to listen to it, like I said, pop that onto your Spotify machine and just give it a listen. And the music is just super catchy too. The way it's recorded, the sound quality, um, the, the way the guitars sound. I mean, it's just such a well-rounded record. And, um, you know, like I said, in the lyrics, just the, the content just gives yeah. it another dimension. It really does. So, like, but, I, uh, I listened to the, the, the album the first time on the yeah. plane down to Tampa. Mm-hmm. And, like, it was kind of like background noise at that yeah. point. Like, because you're on mm-hmm. the plane, like, you can't really listen to it. But the, there were a few times where, it, like, a lyric hit me. And I was like, yeah, man, right? like, this is next Damn. level stuff. Like, yeah. holy crap. And then, like, no joke, every single day since I've gotten home from Tampa, I've listened mm-hmm. to the album maybe two or three times. It, it's it's a special, special record. It really it is. is. It is. And, um, and you know, and, and it's nice because, so, the holiday season, notoriously, usually new music and records kind of slow down. And you don't get as much of it, but now, um, you know, a lot of stuff is starting to kind of materialize and, and come out. Um, you got a new Boston Manor record coming out in May. You've got the new Four Year Strong record coming out, and uh, I think. Um, and and their new their like the songs that they dropped from that album are yeah. really solid. They're good, man. They're and, good. Yeah, and and that's the thing. So like, you know, I, we could talk about this a ton. You know, just to just to truncate it a little bit. Before You're Strong is one of those bands that, like, they started as, like, kind of that gimmicky band, you know, that was, like, really right in that pocket of, like, 2010s, you know, like, half hardcore, half pop punk, you know, like, keyboards and, like, all that kind of stuff. And you're like, oh, these guys will never last. Before You're Strong, kind of like The Wonder Years and kind of like Transit and some of those bands that have just, like, kind of kind of grew with the times that have kind of transcended that and they haven't really put themselves in the mold of, eh, we're just, you know, another pop punk band. Like they've, they've grown and it's awesome to see a band like four years strong grow because they are such good guys, super awesome. And, um, you know, knowing that they got some new music coming out and they're going to be touring again. It's always awesome to see. Yeah. They go, they're hitting uh, the road with Silverstein, which is, yeah. Yeah, and um, it's funny. And speaking of Silverstein, um, I know he, you know he does uh, the the lead singer podcast, right? What is it called? The lead singer syndrome, I think. Love it. Yep. Yeah, so and, and I actually, um, when I was going down to New York, uh, I popped one of his podcasts on. He did one with, um, uh, oh, uh, Scott from Rufio. Yep. Awesome. And uh, and that was such a cool podcast, man. I, I got to listen to more of it. But um, it, you know the 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 awesome thing is like you just. Kind of like with this podcast where, like, you've got an instant connection with music and hockey. Like, with that kind of stuff, you know, you just have an instant connection with – and I remember listening to um, Shane talking about Rufio kind of just being like, man, like, I loved you guys when nobody loved you. And I found out about you guys on MySpace or MP3.com or whatever he said. And I was like, oh, my God, that was me. You know, like (laughs) – so it's just, like, instant connection because, like, that's what I did, man. Like, in high school, like – I would just rummage around on MySpace and MP3.com just to find like a new band. And like, that's how I I found out about Spittlefield and Silverstein and like, um, oh, oh, what's that band from Wales that everyone like went crazy about? Funeral Funeral for a Friend. Yeah. Yeah. And like all these bands that I just like, I I, I would click around and there they were. And, you know, that was just such a cool kind of nostalgic moment for me. So listening to him talk about that, I was like, dude, I, I, I feel that. So, uh, but 
it's it's just so, so great. I guess I'm kind of like that kid. Whenever I talk about new music, I'm still that 17 year old kid because every Friday um, I just get so pumped about like what new music is coming out and what I can listen to and the singles that get dropped and yeah, always like that free throw store. single, dude. I haven't listened, but I uh, saw it. And, uh, motorcycle Hot Mulligan single. Hot Mulligan single too. Yeah, but motorcycle no motor by free throw. It's just so yeah. good. It's so good. Like awesome. Corey, man, like he he has such a a pretty voice, but also yeah. his scream is like no other. Yeah, yep, yep. You know, you're absolutely right. And um, and like I said, I mean, Free Throw is just one of those bands that like I I don't think I could ever say that I've seen them enough. Like every time they put out new music, I like going to see them and the way people go nuts for them. Um. I just is is unbelievable and i'm gonna try my hardest to see if i can get to that show uh comes to orlando on uh i think tuesday uh and uh of course i'm working because that's all i do is work but if i can try to rearrange my schedule it's uh house of blues orlando it's right right in disney Springs. so i'm thinking about it man yeah i recommend it i do i wish right. I, I wish there was something closer to me but yeah yeah good times tom like a lot a lot of uh solid tours coming around you know yep. it's the end of winter tours early spring ones so yep. a lot to be excited about absolutely yep. i know and then, we, uh, i know we had a little bit of a break between our last episode but like going down the tampa report cards were due like it was just kind of like a crazy time for me sure but of course. you know like like we hinted at earlier we have a ton of guests like lined up and ready to go so yep. we're gonna we're gonna put them out for you so I hope you enjoyed our interv- interview at Nuno. Um, awesome dude. And uh, I'm excited to see what the trade deadline, you know, what, what it pans out to do. And Absolutely. we'll definitely break it down, not just Islanders related next time. But, uh, Tom, it was so great to talk with you tonight. And uh, I'm excited to yep. to do it again real, real, real soon. Real so. soon. Absolutely. Always a pleasure. And like I said, again, I can't implore you enough. You have never listened to a Wilhelm scream. Go listen to them. Just go put on either Ruiner or um, put on Career Suicide. I mean, dude, their records are great. They're going to get you so pumped up to do whatever you're going to do, whether that's make a salad, do some (laughs) jumping jacks. I don't know what you want to do, but you're going to be pumped when you do it. I promise. So, again, big thanks to Nuno uh, Nuno and long live Wilhelm Scream, long live Mikey CLT, and we'll catch up with you guys soon. All right, Tom. Peace be with you. And also with you.
Hate the rhythm of our lives these days Stare into a dead space Shouting in my phone Ducking in my seat Cause someone brought a bag into the movie theater Everyone shrugs at the same time Yeah, yeah, we know You're singing sad to 30-somethings in a bar Play us some nostalgia songs Cause no one really wants to hear about you anymore I know the end of days and you're still pissing in the wind don't believe in God figured he'd be a better planner than this I'm tired